Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And this week, I have a special surprise for you. We're not doing a live show because I am doing a book signing when I normally do the live show. And uh, so we are pre-recording this show with a very, very special guest. And her name is Sherry Lee Myers. And you guys are going to love her. Sherry is an actress, an author, a screenwriter, and a movie producer, and an all-around fabulous babe. She grew up in Central Ohio and decided she wanted a career in the entertainment industry. Her theater training took place at the Drama Center in London. She didn't mess around with, you know, theater training here. She went where, like, theater originated in London, you guys. Among her directing and writing projects was, in her own words, about Marilyn Monroe. It played in Los Angeles, Palm Beach, Atlanta, and Cape Town, South Africa. Sherry's worked on presidential and congressional campaigns and is the author of two books. First one called Cheated, which is a graphic narrative about the 2004 presidential election, and The Bride Revealed, which is a photographic essay about getting married. Currently, Sherry and her partner, Dan Moore, own a company called Sheridan Film Company. You probably pronounce it Sheridan, right? Sheridan Film Company and are working on a movie called The Glitch. And they're also working on an exciting new venture on Alexa called the Angel Prayer Network. So we're going to be talking about all of this with Sherry today. And now Sherry tells everybody she's living her dream, making films that stir the soul and living in New Orleans. And she posts stuff about New Orleans. I mean, she is such an ambassador for New Orleans, you guys. We'll talk about that too. So Sherry, girl, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, girl. How are you? Hi, hon. Well, I, I, I grew up about 20 miles from you, right? I know. I know. And and Sherry and I figured this out, gosh, a couple of years ago when I was a guest on her show, everybody, and we figured out that she used to swim on a swim team that swam in the pool that I went to as a child. And we had all these things in common, both growing up in Ohio. She did not graduate from the Ohio State University, but her husband was in graduate school at Ohio State when I was an undergrad. So what is the chance of that? I mean, seriously, we have all these connections. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. That was a riot when I was on your show and we talked for, I think we talked for 45 minutes before we even started taping. We did. We did. Oh my gosh, we better do a show now. (laughs) (laughs) Because we came up with all these things in common. But everybody, Sherry is, is, you know how they talk about Renaissance men? 
Sherry is a Renaissance woman. She's brilliant. She's beautiful. She's done all these interesting things with her life. And this these new projects she's working on, I just thought you all would get a kick hearing about. So Sherry, I'm so excited that you agreed to do this. And my first question for you is, how did a girl from central Ohio get to Hollywood and have a career in the entertainment industry? You know, what's, what was your path? How did you grow up? What led you to have the golden ovaries to make that decision to follow your dreams? Oh, well, okay. A couple of things. First of all, um, I'm the third child. So the third child and with four children, the third child always, always the one, the wild one, it would seem. And my dad was, a coach and a professor at Ohio Wesleyan. My mother was uh, a realtor, a teacher, all kinds of things. But my father's mother was a Ziegfeld Folly. So there was this theater I somewhere. Know that? Fun. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. I so when I started, you know, as a little girl in Delaware, Ohio, I loved to dance. My mother, bless her heart, took us to our dance lessons. And from there, I thought, well, yeah, I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be a dancer. And I got musicals and all that kind of stuff through high school. And then I went to the drama department at Ohio Wesleyan, and I started in the acting program. And I was young. I was like, you know, I had started university early because I got kicked out of high school. So I'm only 18. I've been there two years. And I am not getting, I am not. I'm not getting the lead parts, you know, okay. and I'm so, little... so wait a minute, time out. Why did you get kicked out of high school? God, no, Julie, this is so long ago. I was wearing pants. Oh my In God. those days, girls could not wear pants. Oh, and you radical. Very cold day and I wore pants. My girlfriend, Lorraine and I, we wore pants and we got kicked out of school. It was great. We had a week off. <laughs> bummed around I mean it was really yeah so yeah got kicked out of school and, and I you know it was just a bore you know high school was a bore and my father was teaching at Ohio Wesleyan so it came to the end of my junior year and he said why don't we just arrange for you to go on to college because isn't you're, you're not going to last <laughs> another year at high school so I did I went to Ohio Wesleyan I was 16 and I was way young for that kind of environment but you know it was I managed <laughs> I managed I managed and then I went to Wes and then I went to drama a drama school I went to Manchester University for my junior year program and I was in Manchester England I'm uh, I'm studying acting and I hear about this acting program in London at the drama center and something just went boom you've got to do this and you know those are those lightning rod moments where you just are that's it that's your path that's what you're gonna get and prior to my going to Manchester I'd gone to a psychic Little Warren Groves, who lived in a little tar paper shack in Urbana, Ohio. He read the cards and he said, how long are you going to England? And I said, well, one year. And he said, no, four. You're going to go to acting school. And you're going to go to a place like, starts with CH, like Chelsea. So I went to acting school in a place called Chalk Farm. Um, and I went for three, and I, so I did three years of acting and I was really fortunate 
I had incredible teachers, but I also had the chance to see the best theater in the world. Oh, I'm sure. You know, on the weekends, I would go to the RSC. I mean, you know, I'd start with the ticket in the back. And by the time, you know, I came around to the interval, I was like in the box seats where somebody wasn't sitting. So I had all that really great training. From there, I went to, to I finished there, I went to New York. I did a lot, a lot, a lot of theater and some soaps in New York and some commercials. And then uh, uh, my agent said, look, you know, in order for you to get the Broadway stuff, you're going to have to get some TV credits. So you ought to go Los Angeles. So at the age of tender age of 28, I went out to Los Angeles only to find out that it was so different an environment for a theater actor. I was not really used to being, believe it or not, judged on how I looked. You know, I mean, it's kind of, I was a type, but I always transformed. I always, I liked doing that. That was like, you know, my, my agent in New York would say, well, what, what color is your hair this week? And I would just be all these this chameleon and then in Los Angeles they say well you could be you could be the wife of the guy next door you could be the girlfriend of the wife of the guy next door but you're not going to be the lead I was 28 so I did uh, an about face and had my daughter I you know got pregnant and had Sophie and I went into directing and I went into and again that was one of those you know the angels handed me uh, uh, a coaching job and I was coaching this wonderful, wonderful woman who was a singer who wanted to do acting. She, she got her first commercial that I coached her on. And then we developed this play called Marilyn in her own words. I directed it and I put the script together and we were able to travel, you know, you know, to South Africa and Atlanta and, and in Los Angeles and in Florida. And so that was a great, great, great experience. And from there, though, I need, I'm someone who really needs to work every day. I mean, I want to work every day. That's why I quit acting. I could not stand, I was dependent on someone else giving me an, an opportunity to be creative. I mean, going to acting classes was just not enough. So I, once I started writing and I was by that time a single mom, I, my partner, um, is actually the guy that I wrote the glitch with. So that was 30, almost 30 years ago. And it was called the angel channel and Edward Kovach and I wrote this script. Um, and then we wrote another script and then I wrote other scripts and I wrote with other people. And so being a writer was really becoming my focus. I moved away from directing into just the screenplays and, and that's where I stayed. And I would bounce between writing and doing, um, a politics because okay. all right. as a producer, okay. you know. Okay. So I want to back up. Just out of curiosity for me, <laughs> and I'm sure for everybody that's listening, that's tell us what some of the soap operas were that you were on. Oh, days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. What did you play? Oh, just nurses, you know. <laughs> what, any commercials that we would know that oh you were in? Oh, my God. Julie's only looked a floor cleaner, you know. <laughs> One was... Believe it or not, it wasn't for me, but it was for adult diapers. I mean, it was for my <laughs> grandfather. Well, oh, clearly not. But it was for my for adult diapers for 
<laughs> adult diapers. Yes, adult diapers. And uh, yeah, so those were the kind of commercials that I got. And it, it was, you know, I never trained to do commercials or, or to do soaps. I really trained to do serious theater. Right. And but, but can you make a living off of doing commercials when oh you're trying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How does that work? Well, you get you do get money for the shoot, and then you get residuals depending uh-huh. on regional, depending on whether it goes national. Yeah, so you you know you get a little bits of money that keep coming in, and if you've got a good commercial agent, you can get you can be busy, and then you can have a good couple of years, and then you don't, and then you know it all goes in cycles. That gal that's on every time I see one of those progressive commercials, that gal, I don't remember her name, but she's she's been doing it for 10 years. I love her. The, commercial, the creativity is creativity is creativity. But I like I said, you know, I really I like to work in my own on my own steam on projects. So I really, really got into writing. And fortunately, I uh, married a guy, uh, Dan Moore, who is now my producing partner. Dan uh, has been a Hollywood costume designer and very busy one for... Tell us some of his movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Let you, me preface it. Let me preface yes. it. Everybody <laughs> said, I was at Sherry and Dan's home in New Orleans and we were having lunch. Dan came in and... You know, we were meeting and stuff, and I knew he was a costume designer in the movies. And so at lunch, I said, and Sherry's keeping a straight face for through all this. I said, Dan, have you done any movies that I would know? <laughs> and with this, and, and completely unaffected, he starts reeling up these movies. So go ahead, tell everybody. Well, some of he the just worked on Green Book, right? Which was the last officially like the last movie that he before he retired, but prior to that he won an Emmy. Um, he did the Magnificent Seven, the TV series. He did a lot of stuff with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he did Bruce Willis films, and he did Eddie Murphy films, and he did Geronimo, um, Geronimo with uh, West Studi and Gene Hackman and. Who else? Oh, Matt Damon was in that. Jason Patrick. Oh, my God. It was just a huge, beautiful, historic movie. He and I compliment each other a lot because, I mean, I don't mean compliment like you're doing great, honey. We do do that. But we compliment because he understands character and he comes from a literary background. And I like to write and I love to act uh, you know act out the scenes when I'm working on scenes and he appreciates that when we watch movies I can you know watch the acting and you know he analyzes the so we we have a production business now we have a production company right came came here to New Orleans to make movies so I'm sitting at your kitchen table and we're having this fabulous lunch Sherry's an amazing cook you guys (laughs) and and Dan, I said, well, when I first asked, he said, uh, and, I, and I said, have you done any movies that I would know? And the first one he tells me, you guys, is E.T. And oh. I said, oh, my God. I said, you dressed up, E.T.? And he said, yeah. He said, we had so much fun dressing up that puppet. You remember in E.T. when when Drew Barrymore's little character, she's a little girl, she's like four or five in the movie. And she puts all those beads and a hat and all that. Dad said, oh my God, we had so much fun doing it. 
And I've gotten to see portfolios of Dan's work. And I'm telling you, the movies, you just, there's so many movies in there that you forgot you knew about that you saw. Yeah. What You guys are such an interesting combo. Now, I got a question for you about how do you transition when you're a theater actress and you're a trained theater actress and you're serious i mean my gosh shakespeare and all of those those renowned theater actors and theater companies and everything in in england how do you transform from that and have the courage to go from that into writing and producing and directing and doing other things what what is it that is in your psyche or is in your makeup gave you the courage to do that? Because I think so many of us, certainly not me, but most people have thought I've been nuts over my life as I've done all these companies in different industries. Mm -hmm. But I think so many of us, we get trained in a certain area and we feel like we need to stay in that area because that's where our training is. And it's too Mm -hmm. scary for us to move into something we don't know. What was it that propelled you? And can you talk a little bit about that transition? Well, there is a point in an actress's life. And that's the sad, sad truth, is that you're going to get to a point, you can be in your late 20s, you could be in your early 30s, but you're going to get phased out because the camera eats up you know, it, 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 you know, you, you need young, young faces. That's where the business is. And I really, I'm going to be honest. I really resented that. I, oh, sure. I really hated that, but because that was in England, you know, where I was training in New York too, on the the, in the theater, there is a bit of distance between you and the audience and you're going to be, you can be 21 playing 14 year old. You can be, you know, it's the age is not an issue, but when you get to Hollywood, age is an issue. And another piece of it was that there weren't parts. I mean, there are not enough parts. There are not enough parts in TV. I mean, you'd have you know, the whole cast. You have 12 guys, one female. Mm-hmm. And that pissed me off. Fortunately, when we did the Marilyn Monroe show, you know, I was doing pulling the research and actually arranging the play you know it's Mm -hmm. all in her own words so it got into this thing of being able to work with the words and when I did plays in New York I was always like if I did a new play I was doing the rewrite on the script and you know sometimes people don't appreciate that so I know that I was really had to like you know put up or shut up you know it's like if I think I'm gonna do it better then I better just try well it sounds to me too that you really uh had this dream of being an actress and then you went down that path, but what you came around to really was where your main interest was. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us have the opportunity to do, which is really ponder what is it that, that lights us up? What is it that we do that in our day-to-day world that perhaps we push aside when we're raising kids and having a job and, you know, cooking dinner and doing laundry and all that kind of stuff. But how can we take 
that spark, that thing that lights us up and incorporate that into our lives, if not our careers. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you figured out a way to do that. Not that you set out to do it, but you were led, as they say here in the Deep South, you were led to do it just because of some other circumstances that a lot of people, it would have stopped them in their tracks. But what it did for you, it sounds like, was it propelled you into doing really where doing things as a career that really satisfied what your interests were. Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I got some great advice. Mm-hmm. And this was at a point in my life where I was um, writing a script. And I think I was even writing the first script. I was writing what is now the glitch. At that point, it was the Angel Channel. And I was selling sandwiches door from in office buildings with a cooler going from office to office Dragging a cooler, selling sandwiches. And I would get up at six to get the bagels. Then you go and get your sandwiches. And then now you're in office buildings, dragging a cooler around until like two when you're done, you know, and and it was exhausting. And it was also at that point a little bit humiliating because I was in all of these like talent agencies. And here I am writing a script. And and I said to one of my Buddhist mentors, I I was chanting at the time. And I said to one of my Buddhist mentors, how I am so tired. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this because I just, I was just so tired, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he said, Sherry, you have to do it because your life needs to see how much you want it. There you go. Your life needs to see how serious you are. So your intention has to be tougher then your, you know, your intention has to be tougher than your fatigue. Fatigue. Thank you. Yeah. You know, who, you know who else started her career selling sandwiches to offices? Who? Paula Dean. <laughs> Paula <laughs> Dean from Savannah, you know, wow. that had the Food Network show and all of sure. that. Yeah. She did the same thing. That's how she supported her sons as a single mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. how she got started. Yeah. So, so I, so that, that's to me is what, so I think that when we are like really following our intuition and trying something and we don't know if we're going to be any good at it, but we really, really, really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're, I think if we can also trust our angels and, Listen to, and if it's your intuition is leading you in that direction, keep trusting your intuition because you are off the beaten track to create something new. You're not off the beaten track to create another beaten track. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what we bring to that new piece of our work might be even to be a new way that we approach work. Right. Right. And I use the example, people who've listened to my show have heard me say, I believe we're all on the yellow brick road Uh and we are all wearing ruby slippers Uh and the yellow brick road leads to the Emerald City Mm. and a brick's going to light up and you step on it and it may land you in a field of blooming poppies. And you may step on another brick and it lands you in a castle being chased by flying monkeys. One is not good. One is not bad. They're both on the path to the Emerald City. So I don't think we can make any bad decisions, but I think it takes courage 
that when you get inspired, when you follow that intuition, when you have that thought in your head, to have the golden ovaries or the courage to step on that brick on the yellow brick road and say, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to research this website. I'm going to look and see if there's a group maybe that I might want to join. Maybe it's a book club or something. And maybe I'm going to meet somebody in that book club that's going to give me an idea. I mean, who knows how it's going to unfold. But I think it's just getting the inspiration, taking that step, getting another piece of inspiration, taking that step. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what you've done your whole life to me. You no, know, Julie, I think I learned a lot when I ran marathons. I started running marathons in when in my and actually my late 40s. Mm-hmm. And I started because I wanted to go to Hawaii and there was a hum, there was a marathon in Hawaii. Why I couldn't just get a ticket and go, but no, no. I if I run the marathon, I'll be in Hawaii. What I learned was when you when you start with 26.2 and you know that you have a certain amount of months to reach 26.2, you back it up with your markers along the way and you cannot cheat yourself. If you do cheat yourself, you may be injured. Right. You may not make it. So if we can believe in that goal and really set our markers along the way, you know, you can, of course, move the goal, but you know what the end result is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Stay on, and stay on it. I guess that's what it is. You know? Well, and don't be, we talked about this. We've talked about this, you and I before, not to be so set in how you're going to achieve that goal. Because mm-hmm. there's not a company in America, whether it's little or big, who follows a business plan ever. Because the variables that come in in day-to-day life change the situation. So you've got to be able to adapt. And I think when we stay so focused on we're going to get it this way and we're going to go A, B, C, D, E, well, who's to say you don't go A, G, F, Q, R, whatever, you're still going to have the same outcome. But I think by staying open to getting inspired, what we can do is Perhaps there's an easier way. Perhaps there's a better way. Perhaps there's a way that's going to foster even a better outcome than what we've envisioned. Um, So there are no wrong decisions. If we can look at everything as just neutral, okay, this is on my path. This is going to lead to something that's going to benefit me. You know, it's going to be fun to see how this unfolds. And I think that uh, it just creates the magic that all of us are longing to feel in our lives. And, then, and challenges, you know, it's the, and the way that we frame, you know, is something, you know, is it a problem or is it a challenge? Right. You know, I really just the just those simple ways of that where we can reassign things that seem insurmountable, because as soon as it becomes a challenge and we ask our better angels for in, help and, you know, it will be there. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, we do the show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. Easy for me to say. The call in number is 712-770-4160 and the access code is 533-677-POUND. You can get this information a whole bunch of places. We're on a boatload of networks, pretty much everywhere you download podcasts, and it's in the show notes. You can get it on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Just scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see all this call-in information. 
You can sign up for my blog. I I do a blog each week and it's a question somebody has submitted online and then I answer it. And in the body of the email is all this call-in information. And then on social media, follow me and ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and on Facebook. And I always post the day of the show Here's the call-in information. And as you all know, normally I just take callers. Sherry, really, maybe two or three times a year, I have a guest. And we're honored. And we're pre-recording because I can't do a live show that night. And so um, most of the time people call in. And usually in an hour, I can get about 10 people on in an hour. Mm -hmm. And and they, the questions range from, can you scan me medically? Can you scan my pet? Can I, we talk to a deceased loved one? How close to death is my loved one who's dying? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about past lives? Can we talk about spirit guides? Can we talk about my guardian angel? Can we, whatever. So as you know, I laugh and I say I'm a businesswoman who learned how to do woo-woo and I'm a buffet of psychicness. Because I'm not one of those psychics who's had dead people chasing her since childhood, or if I did, I didn't know it, let alone what I would have done with it had I known. So, also, when you're on my site, askjulieryan.com, uh, be sure and sign up for the blog. Sign up. I do a free session. I give away a free session each month on the first Thursday of the month. And that is to somebody who has entered a drawing. And all you need to do for the drawing is follow me on Instagram, sign up for my blog, and write a review on iTunes. And then also when you're on my site, schedule a private appointment. And then I'll have a whole hour and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. And it's great. We have a blast. Even if it's something serious you want to talk about, we laugh a lot. It's really fun and we learn a lot of information. So um, so consider that too. Okay, Miss Sherry. Talk to us about your current movie project. Tell us about that. Oh, the, the film that we came here, we moved um, from Los Angeles to New Orleans five years ago with the intention of filming an independent film that I'd written, uh, like I was talking about, like 30 years ago, and it's called The Glitch. Mm-hmm. And it's a small, independent, it's a fable. We like to call it like a little magical fable about this phenomena that appears on a TV set of this woman, this ex-con, ex-singer named uh, Ella. And Ella is on the run from her past. She's moved to this little town and she's trying to start her life again. She's not making enough money and she has to support her teenage son who is a, a kind of an, a, a, has Asperger's, he's brilliant architect, he's young, he's awkward, all those kind of things. She's trying to do the best thing for him. She's not making enough money, so she decides to cheat the local bigwigs at cards. And so she's raking in some money on the poker when this thing appears on her old TV set. And she thinks she's got a broken TV, but Miss Marie... The lady who lives next door declares that it's an angel. And uh, immediately the word spreads around the little town that she's got an angel on her TV set. People are flocking to see this phenomena. And Ella, of course, not for a second believes this is an angel. 
but this is a marketing opportunity. So she sets up a shrine. She has koozies and t-shirts. She starts to really sell this thing and make some money. And um, all is well uh, for a while. She's the angel lady. Nobody knows who she's been, but they see who she is pretending to be. And the past catches up with her, unfortunately. And she has to flee before she gets caught and has to go back to jail on some trumped up charge. So she's on her way out of town, gets in a terrible storm, lands in a ditch. The TV lands on top of her. This big old TV lands on top of her and she's dying. And at that point is when she finally asks for help. And she asks her angels to save her. She asked for help. And who appears but Miss Marie, the lady from next door with her truck. And she gets her out of the ditch and she tells her, go back and face the music. The angels are with you. Don't worry. And so she does go back to town and she does face the music and she's exonerated of all charges. And that's when she finds out that Miss Marie passed away before she appeared to her on the road. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. So she's had a miracle. And the theme of the film, of course, there's a couple, but one is angels are everywhere. All you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. And that when we restart our lives, we really need to heal whatever was giving us pain from our past, or we're really not free. And that healing, I believe, and I see, and I become to understand through our podcast and through working on this film that the divine energy is there to call in, to help us to heal. And, you know, Julie, you're the perfect example of that grace, you know, being accessing that grace. And so this film, I mean, from in, in our, in our um, effort to find the audience for the film, because it's a faith-based film, but it's not a religious film. It's not set in a church. There isn't, you know, we mentioned Christ a few times, but it's not meant to be a Christian film. It's meant to be a film about prayer and it meant to be a film about faith and about the angels. And, and 
So we are really offering this film to a wider, wider community, but we had to convince our funders we knew where those people were. So I started this podcast three years ago called How to Connect with Angels. And my first person I interviewed was Lorna Byrne, um, best-selling international, best-selling author. I mean, the angels really wanted me to do this. And I've interviewed over 70 people and more and more became, have become convinced that, you know, really this is not just a movie it's a movement right it's all coming forward in the most amazing way that we are getting to find where the angelic can work we can work with the angelic and where you know earth angels our angels guardian angels and so to that end, when I, we got this opportunity to create a, um, a skill, thanks to Julie Ryan, who had the um, brilliance to see what an incredible opportunity this would be to be able to create an Alexa skill and introduce me to her developer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Um, Explain so, what an Alexa skill is. I'm okay. working on one myself. Okay. Explain to everybody what's going well, on. A lot of people might see the commercials where you say, Alexa, um, turn on my radiator. Alexa, uh, close my garage door. And so basically it's like it's hooked up. It's a smart. It's like this system that's hooked up app that's hooked up to the switches in your house and your refrigerator and stuff like that. It's artificial it's, intelligence. Sorry? It's yes, artificial it intelligence. It's artificial intelligence. Yeah. And there is this Alexa, which is like Siri, but Alexa goes into actually doing things and working with operating with stuff within your house. But also now there are these things called Alexa skills, which are apps within Alexa, which will be a specialty. We will, you can ask Alexa um, about what kind of skill would teach you how to, uh, cook lasagna so there will be cooking skills there are there are skills of games there are skills it's it's a very very new industry it's a very very new, i mean relatively speaking we have 100 over 100 million devices with the alexa app and maybe 70,000 skills, which is not that many when you think about all of those millions of listeners. So this Alexa skill is something it can be, it's, it's like a, it can be a a lesson. It can be a book. It can be entertainment. It could be education. And Julie, your, your skill, it will be educating and healing and, and really helping people understand that part of it um from the woo-woo side and your 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 ability your brilliant ability to explain these things and our skill will be to um these 30 second prayers called it's called my angel prayer right called my angel prayer and we have invited 30 some uh people people who work with the angels from all over the world these are people I've interviewed and we've invited them to create and to evoke speak these prayers and they're free. I mean, there's 30 free prayers you can access on my angel prayer and they speak to different things. They speak to healing. They speak to um, having courage. They speak to, Oh, you're, you're, uh, Julie, 
I, I do have your prayer that you created available. One of my prayers. Yeah. What I think I created 12 for you or something. Yeah. This is, this is yeah. one of my favorite because this is the prayer for abundance that you created. And, um, you know, yes, everyone, I mean, there, you will have the advantage of, of hearing these masters of prayer and of, of understanding, like drill down on different themes. There'll be prayers for abundance and prayers for protection and the free prayers will be ranging from all different kinds of prayers. But then if you get the subscription, you can get specialized prayers. Now, Julie created this is a specialized prayer for abundance. Dear angels, please help me feel grateful for all of the abundance in my life. Everything in my world, the air I breathe, the water I drink, the food I eat, the car I drive, the work I do, and especially the people I love, are all gifts to me. In addition, remind me to appreciate the efforts of others, both known and unknown, that help make my life more enjoyable. The waiter in a restaurant, the cab driver, the police officer, the store clerk, the doctor, and so many others devote their time and energy to make my life more abundant. And lastly, please help me continue to recognize and appreciate the abundance in everything and everyone. Amen. This is Julie from AskJulieRyan.com. Thank you for praying with me today. Would you like Alexa to send you information about our featured angel prayer host via web link to your mobile device? Yeah, of course yeah. I would. Yeah. So so what I'm developing, and mine will be available in a, a month or so, is we're positioning me to be the resonant psychic and medical intuitive on Alexa. Wow. And I tell people it's kind of like the, the game show Jeopardy. We've come up with answers, and then we've got to come up with 10 questions that correspond with that answer. And then I'm going to have a, an Ask Julie Ryan skill as well. So I'm going to have two different things. One is, if you are just want to know, you could say, Alexa, what's a psychic? And Alexa will say, well, Julie Ryan says, blah, 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 blah. Or Alexa, what's a medical intuitive? Well, Julie Ryan says, la, 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 la. And then I'm going to have an Alexa skill, like what you're doing with the angel prayers to, um, to talk about what happens as somebody's transitioning from this world into the next. So how are people going to be able to access these prayers, Sherry? When is it going to be available? Tell us what the mechanics are of all of sure. this. Um, May 1st is when we launch. If you have Alexa, all you have to do is say, Alexa, enable my angel prayer. Okay. Okay. And then once you're in, you're in. Um, now, if you don't have Alexa, you can get, and you don't have the device, you can get Alexa on your iPhone or on your um, Android if you have Amazon Prime. So there's a way to have access to Alexa, even if you don't want to get 
the device. The device is really kind of fun, I have to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, they're device. putting um, Alexa in cars now. I know all the 2019 Toyotas have Alexa in them, and I'm sure other brands and models of cars will have that as well. And I really think this is where we're going with this artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. even though some of us are intimidated by it and some of us think, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. We're going to have to do it because that's where technology is going. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's all going there. You know, they have semi trucks now where they can drive those things without drivers. Did you know that? No. Yeah. And the trucking industry hasn't gone to it yet because they're afraid that the public's just going to freak out if they're driving down the freeway. (laughs) They're next to a truck, you know, 80 miles an hour without a driver. But that's all that artificial intelligence thing. And they have the technology to do this with cars and it's becoming more and more advanced. And I think in the past, in the next, certainly, 20 years, probably more like 10 years, so much of this artificial intelligence is going to be in our everyday lives. And good for you to take advantage of something that can give people inspiration and utilizing the artificial intelligence to do it. What's your hope with doing this angel prayer uh, skill or channel, if you will, on Alexa? What's your hope that that people are, how are people going to benefit? I would really love for people to allow themselves one minute a day to take in a prayer because that prayer I like to see these prayers as God shot it's like if you can allow yourself to open for one minute it's one minute Mm -hmm. you can have access to your connection you can connect if you can allow yourself to stop fully for that minute. These are not, so my, my fervent desire is that everyone get a chance to experience a prayer. Right. You know, that's all. Just give yourself that minute because I really want people to know their angels are next to them waiting to be asked. We, are, we want to be in partnership. With our, our angels want to be in partnership with us. Life can be a lot easier if we can work with our guardian angel and with our angels and with our angels of our better nature. And we can view world, the world through the lens of, yes, there are earth angels. Yes, I, I want to bring heaven to earth. There is an, a better way for us to be with each other. So ultimately... Well, to change our own psyche, to change our own, I guess, fear-based thinking. Right. You know, and, and really be in love with life. And well, and with life. from an energetic standpoint, too, I believe that prayer and certainly meditation and prayer is a form of meditation. It's been around since the beginning of time. Yes. And what happens is when we go into meditation or prayer, we raise our vibrational level. And when we raise our vibrational level, we're able to receive inspiration. And when we receive that inspiration, like what we were talking about before, you know, how did you have the courage to go from what you were doing in Ohio to go to 
England for heaven's sakes, and then go to New York and do the Broadway thing and then move to LA. I mean, all those steps took a lot of courage, but you were inspired to do that. So did you have some kind of a practice that you did? Did you meditate? You said I you did. were. I, I, I actually, when I got to Los Angeles, not prior to that, I mean, I so wish I'd had uh, uh, some kind of spiritual practice when I was younger. Because mm-hmm. in your 20s, they're so, it's just so messy, you know, I think. And, Dramatic. Oh, yeah. God. Good God. Right. Oh, my God. And I could have spared myself a few of those horrible episodes or that those, that's those swings just by being able to fasten on to some kind of spiritual practice. And I started when I separated from my daughter's dad and I was a single mom, I was completely desperate and I started to chant. So I chanted Nam Yo Ho Renge Kyo and I was part of that Buddhism and I practiced 20 years something like that, Um, mostly on, some off, you know, in and out. And that kept me because, you know, it was a structure and it was prayer. Mm -hmm. And it put me outside of my own overthinking and into a more, uh, you know, that space, the, the oneness Right? So you were raising your vibrational level yes. when you were doing that without yeah. knowing you were doing it. And that's what prayer has been throughout the ages. I think the the Buddhist monks, you know, that have and the and the Christian and the Catholic monks and any kind of of group like that has been doing that since the beginning of time. And then as we've gotten more well educated, certainly I know what the Catholics do because I was raised Catholic and I'm a practicing Catholic, but like saying the rosary. You know, you've got beads. It's a rote prayer. You memorize it. You do all of that. The same thing. There's so many rote prayers in the ancient religions, primarily because people were illiterate yeah, and they, they couldn't read and write. So they would chant or say these prayers by memory. And without knowing what they were doing, they were raising their vibrational level which when you're at a high vibration level from doing a practice like that, that's when you receive inspiration. And then you, you know, you take a step on that inspiration you receive, you go, you go from there. So Mm -hmm. how can people find you? You've got so much going on. If we have anybody that's listening that wants to invest in Sherry's movie, she's raising money for it right now. How do they contact you for that? Oh, everybody, anybody and everyone, if you have any questions about anything that we're up to, it's easy to find me. I am Sherry, S-H-E-R-I, at myangelprayer.com. And the website for My Angel Prayer is www.myangelprayer.com. And from there, you can go to our film from there, you can go to the podcast. Oh, yeah, I would suggest that. Start that way, myangelprayer.com, because you can go find find everything else that we're doing there. And you could always reach me at my Sherry at My Angel Prayer. And I'm really interested to hear what interests you if you listen to the prayer and you have a prayer that you would love to hear. That'd be cool. You know, I mean, yeah. I really want this to be something that moves people, you know? Right, right. And then how about your podcast? How do people find your podcast? Oh, that, the podcast is called How to Connect with Angels. Mm-hmm. And you can get to the podcast 
just by typing in how to connect with angels and that will take you to the website and you can sign on. I think best way to do is to get our newsletter and you can get the newsletter by going to myangelprayer.com, sign up for the newsletter and then you'll know who we're interviewing and you'll get all the, you know, like, Oh my gosh, it's father joy. Thank you, Julie. Um, and one of the best interviewees ever. And here's what he talks about. So we're going to send you a newsletter and it'll break down what's going on with the, in my angel prayer and what's going on with the movie and what's going on with the podcast. And it's all angels are everywhere. Y'all. <laughs> right. Right. And, and I, I got to be on your show. What a year ago, I guess a couple of years. Oh, it's a long time ago, but father joy, who Sherry's talking about is our assistant pastor at our parish. And he is just remarkable. So it's worth checking out Sherry's podcast and listening to father joy's uh, show you can find it in there and that's his real name he's an indian fellow born and raised in the country of india not american indian he was raised in the country of india and that his that's his real first name and oh my gosh we are so fortunate to have him at our church and then of course listen to mine too because that was fun we had fun doing that oh as well Julie. oh Julie. yes that oh, was fun your your yeah. your archangel michael it's just it's just like it's like the the energy arrives like boom. I, I just can't explain it any other way. Is that when someone has when these practitioners have these relationships with the angels and calling and the evoking and invoking that energy, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, well, in closing, Miss Sherry, I don't. just I just want you to know that you wrote about the angel lady. 30 years ago in your Mm -hmm. script Mm -hmm. and you are the angel lady Mm -hmm. and you are the angel lady globally. I mean, look at all these things you're doing that are bringing and fostering belief in angels, trusting in angels, all of that around the world. And I know on the angel prayer uh, network, you've got what people from how many countries? Right now, it's New Zealand and Australia and and South Africa and the Alps and, oh, my gosh, and England and Ireland and America. uh, All across the United States and across Canada. Right. Right. So amazing. It's amazing. So you are the angel lady. Yeah. I think you are the angel lady really on a global scale. And so once again, here you are, Renaissance woman woman going to new heights but in this case my goodness your reach if alexa's in a hundred million homes and it'll it'll probably quadruple here within the next few years if not grow even more exponentially so kudos to you i i just am so thrilled to have you in my life and i know everybody's enjoyed hearing you and hearing your story today. So thanks so much for being on the show. I love you, Julie. Love you too, girl. Okay, everybody. We will see you next week. And um, anything you need, AskJulieRyan.com. Download the shows anywhere you get podcasts. And till next time, take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.